0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Netling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests that will empower you to grow your business and take it to the next level. I'm very excited to have Andrea Menard on as my guest, and she has a tremendous background. So if you will indulge me, I'm gonna give you a lot of information today. Andrea Menard is an accomplished Metis, no, I said it wrong, Metis. (laughs) Metis, singer, songwriter, actor, speaker, wellness trainer and a founder of the Sacred Feminine Learning Lodge. As seen on USA Today, Andrea is an influencer in feminine leadership and was named one of the Women Executive Networks, WXN, Canada's Most Powerful Women Top 100 Award winner in 2020. An advocate for rematriation and reconciliation, Andrea trains women to lead like a goddess and help all gendered people to reclaim and embody the qualities of the sacred feminine. She is also the author of the Seeds from the Sacred Feminine Wisdom Cards, which we'll talk about today. And they're going to be released with Mango Publishing on May 9th. 2023. So if you're watching a replay of this, you can go ahead and get those cards. (laughs) If you're just watching this, it's just going to be coming out. One of the all-star casts of the new hits CTV series, Sullivan's Crossing, Andrea is a five-time Gemini-nominated actress, a 15-time Music Award winner, and she was named Actra national women of the year in 2021 andrea has released five award-winning albums including um, i'm going to say this wrong i'm sorry michif correct (laughs) language album a symphony show two television programs and her tedx talk called silent no more She reached over 128,000 views. She's performed for royalty, prime ministers, governor generals, residential school survivors, families of the missing and murdered indigenous women, and ever, and even sang her song, peace to the world's NATO generals. I love your background. She's born in Manitoba and Andrea is a proud member of the Metai. Meti. Meti. I'm going to just put a spelling on that. Meti Nation of Canada. Her Meti family originates from St. Lawrence, Manitoba, Treaty One, and then settled in the Inner Lakes region of Treaty Two territory. Andrea carries the name Scute? <laughs> oh, so, Shko, means, shkote,
2: shkote shkote <laughs> <laughs> that's hard oh, no, you uh, should let me say that part okay, <laughs> let me just say it <laughs>
1: she's gonna say it anytime we have oh you're gonna say the next word too
2: which means that too, fire women <laughs> in anishinaabemowin oh my goodness and the And the Cree Nehiawan name, Notogoyutin, which means Grandmother Wind. I carry these two names.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Oh my goodness. Such beautiful sounding. And you say it so well. (laughs) As I said, um, we just want to really congratulate her for her two awards that she had in 2021 as that National Woman of the Year. So excellent. I wanted to to have the theme today be the rise of the sacred feminine, which you heard me mention a few times now in my opening. And uh, so, please welcome Andrea Menard. Oh, thanks for
2: having me, Vicki. Shout
1: (laughs) out to you! What a great bio. You did not, you know, you are not wasting your life on things that aren't important. I just love everything you're doing. oh my goodness that was that was my, my big bio I'm going oh my <laughs> yeah she gave it oh but you know I think it, it sometimes is good to really get to to for people to hear this person that's going to be speaking is someone that you should listen to and mm. we definitely should listen to you I normally ask you where do you live but I've told that several times now in many. well actually- Actually,
2: I don't know that that had you asked, I would have done my this is how I introduce myself. Hello, Tanchi Kia Andrea Menard, Dishnikashon. My name is Andrea Menard. I'm a proud Uh Métis woman from Treaty One Territory and the homeland of the Métis, but currently living in the unceded traditional territory of the Squamish, the Tsleil-Waututh and the Musqueam people, also known as Vancouver. I'm honored to be here. Oh,
1: I love Vancouver, too. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. So, the bio gave us so many things to talk about of what you have accomplished in the last few years. But it, it really talked about the last few years. And we know that your life probably had a few things little different paths and the journey to where you are today so i'd like for you to just spend some time talking about your background of of where you started and how you navigated to where you are today
2: Mm. okay well um a uh, Métis girl grew up a lot across the prairie provinces in Canada, which are Saskatchewan, Manitoba, and Alberta, which is also the Métis homeland. Um, in Canada, there are three different Indigenous groups. So in, in the U.S., where you are, and maybe your listeners, you have you can you consider Indigenous people from your land called Native Americans. Well, in Canada, we consider ourselves Indigenous, but there are three different populations of Indigenous people. We have the Inuit, who are from up north, you know in the in the winters you know in the um, in the northern uh, part of Canada and we have First Nations people which are the people who are here traditionally on the lands which is what you would probably for, refer to as Native American but we also have Métis people who are is what I am I am a Métis person I'm a Michif person and Métis are a mixed Indigenous peoples. We were buffalo hunters, but we were also European and First Nations. So we were the first people born of this land of the two nations, and we were left alone long enough before more settlers and and colonizing happened across the prairie so we were the first peoples that took the best of both cultures and we created our own cultural identity our own language and our own governance system so that is just a little bit of background of who I am and um I I would say that I entered this world to be a performer of some kind. I my gifts that I've been given I'm a singer and a storyteller and, and however that manifests, whether it's in film and TV or music or in speaking or uh, storytelling, I follow where I'm led next by the grandmothers and I I always point to the grandmothers or my, my spirit helpers that are really bossy. And they, (laughs) and they, and they tend to, you know, show me or, you know, it's like my intuition shows me the next path I'm supposed to take. So um, I started out as an actor and a singer very strongly at the same time. So you'll see that my bio has a lot of that work and I'm currently doing it right now. You know, I'm currently in a new TV series and in a new play and a new album out. So all these things are current. But um, the, the part of me that is has developed over the last, say, seven, eight years and especially over COVID was the writer and the speaker. So if you look Mm -hmm. at me, you know, you may have seen the, I don't think I have anything nearby, but a a symbol of the medicine wheel that seems Mm -hmm. to be a very common symbol that people represent within, uh, you know, attach that meaning to indigenous people's way of life and our way of looking at the world. So if you think of me as a medicine wheel, I think of myself as a medicine wheel. I'm an actor, I'm a singer, I'm a writer, and I'm a messenger of some sort, whether that's a speaker or a or a uh trainer mm-hmm. so that's so, a little bit about my background
1: yeah and i I like the way that you know it, it all kind of inter interacts with each other, and when I talk about and work with people to be better speakers, I often have them think and look up to music because I think that makes. You realize how important vocal variety and pauses and emphasis on certain words uh, can make a song better and therefore it would make a speech better. So mm-hmm. naturally, but you bring a whole different level by having your, your heritage be part of what your message is. Mm-hmm. So talk to us about what exactly is the rise of the sacred feminine. Mm,
2: Good question. The rise of the sacred feminine is the era we have just begun. We are seeing all of these changes on the planet, and it seems to be, you know, tumultuous, but it's actually bringing us towards becoming a more balanced people. So it may look, incredibly chaotic. But according to my elders, who I first heard that term from back in 2012, when there was a gathering of elders taking place on the Sagin First Nation in the Turtle Lodge, led by elder the late Elder Dave Kishane, and a gathering of elders from all across Turtle Island, which is North America, these elders gathered together to come together to send a message to the wider population to let people know the wisdom and what the indigenous perception of what was going on, our wisdom, we're wanting to share that wisdom to the world. And one of the things, they said many incredibly wise things, but one of the things that stood out to me um, in their declaration of things they wanted to share was we are now in the time of the rise of the sacred feminine. And that was like an explosion that went Mm. off in my head because I had been hearing my elders and people who were going into ceremony and coming out of ceremony with messages from the spirit realm. And a lot of these different people over, you know, over the, over the nineties and early two thousands, they were saying, I was told it's the time of woman, or I'm I was told it's the time of, you know, the return of the circle, or I'm told that it's time of, uh, of Mother Earth, you know, so there's all these feminine Mm -hmm. ways of looking at it. But until he said, the rise of the sacred feminine, it's like everything clicked. And that meant that everything because in our world right now, we live in a very masculine oriented world and it, and it's out of balance. there's nothing inherently wrong with mask beautiful sacred masculine qualities like drive, single focus, competition, conquering um action all of those things are are good in and of itself, but when they are when they are taking over and starting to ignore or value the tempering aspect of the feminine, then we get out of balance, Mm. which is what we are in right now. So here we are in this overly masculine oriented world. And the, the sacred feminine qualities of life, and that would be intuition, emotional expression, nurturing, stillness, Mm. listening, receiving, reciprocity, receptivity, all of those things are considered weak in our Mm -hmm. society. And that's a very dangerous place to be in. So if you think of all of life having those two qualities every human being has those two qualities i mean most women today are in the industries or in the systems that work we are in the we're successful in those industries because we've been utilizing our masculine aspects of Mm -hmm. life to succeed so it's not like um and 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 males men who are home parenting are are there using their feminine skills right so we all have both it Mm -hmm. just It just depends on what we express at the moment. So Mm -hmm. in at large society is not that keen on sitting still (laughs) on listening, Mm -hmm. on, on feeling, on listening to, um, going into ceremony, listening to the ancestors, you know, all of those things. We're not good at that. Mm -hmm. And of course our life has been suffering. So according to the elders, The rise of the sacred feminine means that we are going to be shifting this imbalance. We're going to be coming back into balance by learning individually how to value our own sacred feminine natures, how to value the earth, how to value uh, slowing down, listening, receiving, Mm -hmm. reciprocity. And that's a that's a hopeful, hopeful thing. But we're at the beginning stages. So it looks really bad right now. But all of those voices that have been left out of the systems, Mm -hmm. all of the voices that have been devalued, because they either represent the sacred feminine, or they are the sacred feminine, the voice of women is Mm -hmm. rising, the voice of indigenous people, Earth based people are rising, the voice of black communities who are earth-based people rising the people of color um people uh two-spirited trans and non-binary people's voice rising because they are great teachers for these times we have the voice of mother earth rising the voice mm-hmm. of at the animals the voice of emotional expression mm-hmm. and one that people don't necessarily think about is the voice of nurturing men Are rising to the surface because they have been just as brutalized as women. So, many, many things that have been devalued in life are returning to the circle in a big way with loud voices. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes, you know, when we return to the circle, when we've had no voice, we come in screaming and that's okay too. That's all right. Because it has to balance out. We've got to find room for all of these voices that have been not heard for a long time. So that's the rise of the sacred feminine.
1: (laughs) See, this is why I knew I had to have you on because it's so, you're, you know, we're so aligned with what why I'm doing what I'm doing now at 65 is because I, I, I just think that it, it's time that we do have that balance. That,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, the, for me, most of my career, what was missing was that the confidence because I was trying to be more male than and not letting my gut and my feminine skills and gifts be able to have me reach and be a better leader. And when Mm -hmm. I stopped doing that, my life changed. And so I'm all about having people to be able to share the word about how it is that as a woman, you can be uh, the one that changes the world. You truly can.
2: Yeah. I also think, all human beings can change mm-hmm. the world yeah. if they move in a balanced way, if they find and access the parts of themselves that have been, you know, quiet. And of course mm-hmm. the leaderships that moving into the future, the leadership that we're gonna look to are the ones who are balanced, the one, the nurturing mm-hmm. and strong leadership, protective and listening and receiving. You know, we've we have mm-hmm. a long balance is the key. Balance, yeah. beautiful balance. Well,
1: if you think of it in any situation that you have you need both sides of that coin mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. to really be able to be successful to to really um, accomplish the the things that you need to accomplish mm-hmm. so you talked a little bit about your cards we see them in your background over there
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, what are or why are these called the seeds from the sacred
2: feminine and not the seeds from indigenous women wisdom yeah wisdom. um yeah, I would say that that's a great question because the seeds from the sacred feminine, you know, mm-hmm. this deck of cards is a deck of Métis, of written by, created by two Métis women. I'm a Métis woman and the artist that you see, um, Leah Dorian, is a Métis woman as mm. well. So we have we have um, a specific outlook in the world. You know, we're, as Indigenous people, we we have a different way of looking at the world than the mainstream population, Western population, uh, population, we are believe we are land based people, we are believe that the earth is a is a sentient being that she's alive and that we are connected to all of the relatives that are alive too mm-hmm. and that we are not any more special or greater than the the mosquito mm-hmm. <laughs> we are connected to all things and that includes the star beings the stars the planets as well as you know the waters mm-hmm. of life we're connected to everything and we are we are responsible for wellness by being well ourselves is that we bring wellness to the whole. And so um, we, we believe, Leah and I believe, and many Indigenous people believe that this is missing in the wider culture, which is why there's such a sickness of, Mm. of consumerism and gluttony, you know, in this in this society, because it is missing the very center point of what indigenous people believe, which is that we are responsible for the wellness of all. We individually have a responsibility to be the caretakers of the planet. Mm. Because we, what what harms us, harm, what harms the mm. world harms us. Mm. What harms another harms me. So when we think of the world that way, we come to, come to life in a more responsible way. We have respect and honor for the living beings around us. And so I wanted that knowledge, that perspective to come to, you know, everyday people, because I think this world is going to change by individual people, one at a time, one heart, one heart, one mind, Mm -hmm. over and over one person waking up to their own sense of wonderful responsibility. It's not a burden. It's a beautiful way of being where you come to life as an act of service. How can I bring my gifts to the world to to make this world a better place for the betterment of all? How can I bring my gifts to the world? And so this deck of cards is was my way um, of Sharing that view, that way of looking at the world with others, because it has, for people who are not familiar with cards, I'll just pull a few. There I was are, just
1: going to ask you that. Could you yeah, share? How do we use your cards?
2: Yeah. So there are, you know, different beautiful artwork from my Metis sister, Leah Dorian. Like, just look at those beautiful paintings. Mm-hmm. For those who are just listening to the podcast and not seeing this, I'm showing you the incredible artwork by Leah mm-hmm. Dorian. And she is we share so I'll back up a bit so we share um a belief and a mm-hmm. communication system with our grandmothers in the spirit realm yeah. so like we say you know, other people may call it their muse or angels or ancestors, but we call them the grandmothers. And we both work with them separately. And I knew that when this deck of cards was coming into existence, I knew that the grandmothers were whispering to me. And I knew that I wanted Leah to work because she works with the grandmothers through painting, we just look through different mediums. Um, So everything that I say, everything that I teach in, you know, in the deck, uh, in the booklet, is all about, is all represented in her paintings. Hmm. And they came together like a hand in glove. So if you, for those who've never experienced cards or know what to do or how to use them, cards are a way of talking to your spirit or letting the grandmothers guide you with Mm -hmm. information about how to handle a situation or how to approach the day if you want like what what would be my highest joy today what can i do to bring pleasure to my life? What can I do today to um, walk in a in more gently way on the planet? And then you can just pick a card and see what the grandmothers pull because there's no mistakes in picking a card It's probably for you. So uh, other people call them Oracle cards, I wouldn't necessarily call them Oracle cards for me, that's not our term. But we would say wisdom cards or uh, messages, you know, medicine mes- messages for you to walk in a better way. Mm. And
1: uh, I was telling you, I have another deck of cards that I use, and as you said, I just randomly pull it out, and it's amazing how many times what the words on that card say are what Mm. I
2: needed to hear. Absolutely. You know, because yeah. some people are not necessarily listening, because my grandmothers are bossy, they're, they <laughs> practically shout in my ear. But other people don't necessarily have that relationship. I think yeah. everyone has that. They have it, the potential that just don't mm-hmm. know how it, you know, it's a whisper. It's a, it's a thing. But to me, they're loud. But other people may not have that skill yet. Mm. And so a card coming at them is like their, their ancestors saying, hey, hey, good, she's listening, or he's listening, or they're mm. listening. Let's, um, this is what we want her to know or them to know today. Yeah, for sure. So
1: as a performer with a long history in the film and television and music, what made you enter the wellness industry?
2: Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, I would say that something new was trying to be born, you know, Mm -hmm. the teacher in me, the teacher in me and the speaker in me, something was like the grandmothers were leading me in that direction, because I've been a speaker my whole life, but it's different as a celebrity speaking, Mm -hmm. or a speaker that comes with a message that other people come to hear your message, not you as a celebrity necessarily. So um for for the last seven years something was trying to be born and it it centered around my tedx talk It centered around things and i was trying to find what that center point was and of course i didn't have the words yet as as a facilitator for the rise Mm -hmm. of the sacred feminine that's the center point of my medicine wheel but i didn't have that about seven years ago eight years ago and i was searching for it i was trying to say what is it that is the cohesion that brings all of those parts of me together. If you were to, you know, scratch the surface, who am I at the Mm -hmm. core? And I found that term, you know, after listening to the elders and it's, I'm a facilitator of the rise of the sacred feminine. And so then I felt free to be whoever I needed to be next. So the actor could get quiet for a while and they did, my acting and singing sort of got quiet for a while. And I thought, oh, oh, they're always busy. So what's happening next? And that's when I got the idea for the cards. That's when the TEDx came, you know, that's when I started developing more training um, and courses. And then the pandemic hit. And everything you know, I'm in the industry that died first, everything entertainment, all of my gigs got cancelled within a month, my whole year's worth of work, my speaking engagements died, everything just left. And so I I'm a creator at heart and I knew you know once I grieved because I'm very good at listening to what's happening right now mm-hmm. and I was in pain like many people were but I was mm-hmm. pretty immediate at getting to it like I felt it all immediately and then I was clean and then I was surrendering I'm like okay but other people weren't mm-hmm. and I and I started to recognize that I I needed to help mm-hmm. and so the private part of me would not necessarily have gone online, you know, with that, you know, because that was the the teacher part of me hadn't really been born yet. Mm -hmm. So I started holding circles and sacred ceremonies and sacred circles online for people doing some of my work. And it was helping people. It was Mm -hmm. like my new moon ceremony. I was doing it weekly during those first months of COVID because people were really struggling and they would come, you know, almost like, (laughs) you know, their hands clenched and their, you know, their eyebrows raised up in panic. And I it was working and it was helping people. And so I got over my nervousness or my shyness about it. And I just started saying, okay, if this is what's needed by, you know, the grandmothers are pushing me towards this because this is what people need right now, then that's what I'm going to create. And I created courses and, and this deck of cards came into being and with, and got picked up by Mango Publishing and, and my lead like a goddess was the only one that has not been, um picked up because it's a live event i've been wanting that to be live and it hasn't been yet but all the other stuff that i do reclaiming the four goddesses which is reclaiming the earth woman fire woman air woman Mm. and and water woman um and the matriarchs in training which is for indigenous people women in particular and those who identify as women um, but honoring the four sacred bodies, all of these stuff that come from my way of looking at the world mm-hmm. um i I recognize that all of those things were just as creative as creating an album or creating a play or creating something from my performer mm-hmm. part, and they were all deeply satisfying as well, so it' was exciting to recognize that um I wasn't being uh... I wasn't shooting off in another direction they were all still a part of who Mm -hmm. i am at the core and Mm -hmm. i'm all i'm always wanting to be of service everything i do i want it to uplift humanity in some way i want it to to bring this world to a, a better understanding of ourselves and this is this is what has happened, especially over COVID. And so now that COVID is over and all the industries have picked up, I'm performing again, I'm in a new television series and <laughs> a new play, I have a new album. So there's, it's sort of like, I thought that was all leaving because I went, oh, well, maybe this is, I'm in a wellness trainer now, maybe that's mm-hmm. who I am. But no, I, I'm all, I'm all for, and I always mm-hmm. be, I always will be the, the medicine wheel. Mm-hmm. And I'm um, hoping to be of service in whatever way I'm being called to.
1: Awesome. So, talk to us a little bit about what "Silent No More" that TED Talk covered.
2: Well, um, you'll, the title itself, you know, "Silent No More: Using Your Voice to End Violence Against Women," is um, is important because it's all about voice. It's mm-hmm. about ending violence, um, and it's me sharing my story of how violence silenced my voice. I am. Convinced that, you know, because my, my job ultimately is an expressor, is to bring mm-hmm. people, help people, you know, who are in one emotional state, move them into another emotional mm-hmm. state. That's my job. That's what I'm good at. And so, as a TEDx speaker, I wanted to help people know that their voice and their expression is a part of who they are. Mm. And for me, that's how I got silenced. That's how um, sexual violence uh, silenced me. And it may show up differently in other people, but I know for many, many, many girls and two-spirited trans people and boys too, that that their voice disappeared. Mm-hmm. You know, especially girls, So, their voice like goes, because that's at a time when we're just beginning to express ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that silences us. So um, Silent No More was a call for people, a call to action for people to... Use their voice, but find out what's keeping their voice from being quiet. And that is including men in the population too. What is making you stay silent? And if it's shame, if it's, you know, shame is a big part of all Mm -hmm. sexual violence on both sides. It silences people. And we cannot be silent anymore about anything. We -hmm. need to face and address the shame and the pain and the trauma within us. And if we are going to become a healthy people, and that's right. part of the work I do too, right? That's all about, um, we'll end violence out in the world if we end the violence that we perpetrate yeah. against ourselves. Yeah. We are violent towards our own feelings, to our mm-hmm. own pain. And if we stop that violence against ourselves, we will stop le- allowing it in the world around us mm-hmm. too.
1: Yeah, we always say that, or I always say that, uh, you know, we're harder on ourselves than we would ever allow anyone to be to us. Mm -hmm. And, and you do have to, to get that headspace, that mindset, right? So that, that you can um, be the person that you are meant to be, I think. Hey, Hey, so it's time now for rapid fire. And so I wanted you to talk about a statement that you had in something that I read on your site. And it was you talk about wellness for self equals wellness for the planet. And I think you elaborated a little bit on the beginning um, about this. But what were you thinking whenever you made that comment?
2: Well, yeah, I did touch on it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I believe that many human beings on the planet have been colonized. They're colonized, meaning that every culture on the planet has been colonized by somebody and then it gets passed on and passed on and the brutality and the trauma that that goes with that just gets never gets addressed and never gets dealt with. And of course, when a culture chooses not to face a trauma and then and that's made up of individuals who can't face that because it's too Mm -hmm. much, but it never really goes away. You know we we it it gets passed down our ancestral lines our lineages and that means at some point humanity one individual person at a time has to address the pain in their lineage they have Mm -hmm. to say it stops with me so that i don't pass it on and when we do that when we choose to become well in our own bodies in our own lineages then that helps the whole And it also helps us learn to walk gently on the planet. When we walk gently with ourselves, we walk gently on the planet. And Mm we have been very, very bad at walking gently on the planet. We are brutal with the earth. We think of her as a a thing to exploit instead of a being that gives us everything that we need to be alive, to be nurtured and fed, clothed, sheltered. She gives us everything. And without her, we are nothing. Mm-hmm. So if we learn how to honor ourselves, we start to notice and honor the things that really matter. Yeah. So what they go hand in hand. Wellness for self equals wellness for the planet and for all.
1: Yeah, and I think it's really tied to respect and and um, self-esteem too. Mm-hmm. You
0: know,
1: if, uh, what, one of the things that you talked about was that um, the your grandmothers are, and the the message that you get, and women tend to, oftentimes push down their feelings,
0: mm-hmm.
1: try to be strong. And how does that hurt them? From you know, what would your grandmothers tell them?
2: <laughs> it's time. It's time to feel. It's time. The grandmothers um, are always encouraging humanity and not just women because men right. have suppressed many too, but women in this society who are the natural feelers, mm-hmm. who have that natural capacity for intuition. All human beings do, but women who have that natural, you know, mm-hmm. they have the womb of creation inside their own bodies. Right. Um, when women suppress, that's when communities go sideways. Mm. Because women are the teachers of healthy expression. And if women are not healthy in our expression, if we have adopted the sickness of devaluing mm. expression of all things feminine, and we are women ourselves, we are feminine ourselves, then we um we there that's when big, big danger zone. Mm. We have a lot to offer this world and if we don't step up into and maybe that's why the elders you know some of the ones who came out of ceremony said mm-hmm. this is going to be led by the women this next era is going to be led by women and nurturing men and trans and two-spirited yeah, non-binary people right so all those who are walking with the sacred feminine but it, it will be led by a lot of women because they clued in quickly mm-hmm. that this we needed to heal this stuff right. um we need to heal Um, We need to allow the feelings to move through us Mm -hmm. because like a baby, babies like feel with their entire being. It's like they, right from their, you know, perineum to the top of their heads, it's like breath and sobbing and raging and laughing are like a whole body experience. And when does that stop for humans or for grownups? I mean, Mm -hmm. when does that stop? But we are all, I made a promise to myself that I was going to feel like a child, like a baby. I mm. want to be as clean as a baby. Yeah. So that means when something ugly wants to come through, I gotta, I gotta let it pass through me. It doesn't mm. stick around me very long. It goes in, Mwah! but I wail and cry and howl like no one's business. I'm one of the best at it that I know. <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm clean i'm really clean because of it so when you can allow enormous things to move through you at a rapid rate life uh life returns to a beautiful joyful place really quickly Mm. it's those it's when something miserable gets goes in and gets stuck where depression Mm. and self-loathing and uh, despondency and pain Mm. materializes in our world and in our bodies that's when you know, pain stays and sticks around. Mm -hmm. Well, it
1: has flown by. I knew that this would be a tremendous interview. I just learned so much and I just feel all of your energy. I just love, love you completely. (laughs) I just Mm. want to share my screen to, to allow the others that have been moved by your talk today To be able to get your contact information, those that are listening, I will give the website, but encourage you to please go to my website or to the YouTube, and hopefully you have subscribed to my site, but uh, to be able to capture all this information. But now those that are watching, go ahead and take a screenshot so that you can get the information. Andrea's website is www.andreamenard.com that's a n d r e a m e n a r d.com she's on linkedin twitter facebook instagram youtube itunes spotify uh, soundcloud bandcamp e i e i o <laughs> she's got everything <laughs> so for linkedin twitter and face uh, linkedin and twitter you can find her by her name Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you can actually find her by Andrea Menard Music. Again, that's Andrea Menard Music. And I'd like for her just to talk to you a little bit about what you might find when you go to her website.
2: Um, So what people can find when they go to my website andreamenard.com is they can they they find everything they got the whole medicine wheel of Andrea you can find but one of the things that you know if they're looking for is that there's a link for the cards it's andreamenard.com forward slash cards very simple andreamenard.com forward slash (laughs) cards and there is links that so they're not able this is the only copy only copy out there it's an advanced copy and nobody has them yet and they won't be in stores for quite a while but people can pre-buy them today awesome. so whenever you get this you know you're listening to this you can re you can pre-buy the cards and uh, they'll come when they're actually released. Awesome and you can find my music and all those sorts of things on on my site. Perfect. Well I just want to thank
1: you so much for being an awesome guest. I enjoyed so much being uh, here with you today you shared great tips great insights and some information that probably a lot of us at least in the U.S. was not aware of so I am very pleased to have been educated informed and entertained today mm-hmm. <laughs> as always I remind everyone to remember that life is a journey and it's up to you to enjoy the ride this is Vicki Nettling signing off